Welcome to Stay Engaged 2021. Everything you know and love about IAB Engage, but brought to you day by day. It's Engage, but off stage. Stay Engaged is hosted in partnership with Quantcast, creators of a new and innovative intelligent audience platform. In this offstage audio session, Simon Palfreman and Sam Crowther from A Million Ads take us on a journey through the power of voice and sound, unwrapping what this opportunity means for advertisers and what the future holds for synthetic voice and digital audio. Hello. Who the hell are you? Goodness gracious me. How rude. I'm Sam, Executive Creative Director at A Million Ads. And I'm Simon, Head of Creative something or other. And yeah, we're here to talk about synthetic voice. A bit weird, really, because we're not actually a synthetic voice company. So why are you interested in voices like mine? It's because we're just interested in personalization. And if you want to do really in-depth personalization, then the scale of the the voice assets you need um, gets multiplied. But it's got to be in a human way. It's got to be in an interesting way. And that's what we want to explore with this this podcast, right? Yeah. So we're going to look at where it's come from, where it is now, and where it's going to go, and what it means for personalization. So what's your company all about? We're an advertising technology company that's pioneering personalization in audio and video. We've built this software platform that lets any advertiser do personalization at massive scale. So think about ads that you might hear on streaming services like Spotify, Pandora, and also ads that you hear on the radio when you're listening through a connected device like a smartphone or a smart speaker. Plus, we serve lots of ad campaigns into the podcast environment as well. And then on the video side, it might be ads that get served up through VOD, connected TV or online pre-roll. So have you actually run any ads with synthetic voices yet? Yeah, we've done a few campaigns, haven't we, where they've kind of faked um, synthetic voice, which is really interesting. The idea that you just get a normal voiceover to pretend to be uh, a robotic voice. But yeah, we've done a few, haven't we? We've done the Sean Keaveney BBC promo. Yeah, and then there was a promo for Dave Gorman on UK TV's Dave, uh, which used an actual synthetic voice. Who am I? Sean Keaveney. Correct. And when am I on the radio? This afternoon from one till four. Correct again. What's the weather outside right now? It's 19 degrees. It's raining. Who are the best listeners in the world? Londoners, Sean. Hello, I'm Dave Gorman and I'm here to tell you all about my new show, Terms and Conditions Apply, in which me and some of my favourite comedians try to get a handle on how baffling the modern world has become. For example, this is a clever advert and it can answer certain questions like, what day is it? Tuesday. Where are we? Bradford. What's the weather doing? Sunny. But not other questions. Advert, who invented the telephone? Bradford. Stupid advert. Sorry. So just to give a bit of context, synthetic voice has been around since the 1930s when Bell Labs built the Voda. And this analogue thing synthesised human voice by imitating the voice tract. Will you please make the voters say for our Eastern listeners, good evening, radio audience. And then since then, there's been a gradual improvement through the years, through the 50s. I love you. The 60s. Welcome to the Stockholm Speech Communication Seminar. 70s. Where is Dennis sitting? Where is Dennis sitting? And then into the 80s and beyond, where digital power really begins to ramp up. And you can hear this exponential improvement in realism, especially as 
neural networks come online like Google's WaveNet. In 2019, at the age of 26, Joe was hired by Micro Times to write its lead sports column and three years later disappeared with a million dollars. So right now, synthetic voices are all around us in mainstream culture. Alexa, Siri, Hello. Cortana. I'm Cortana. And you don't have to scroll very far to find loads of people using text-to-speech on TikTok. I had a sweet book at the casino for my ex and me. And even though the text-to-speech voices aren't massively realistic some of it is really moving and some of it's really really funny and i think this links straight back to advertising and serves as a really important reminder that you can capture someone's imagination with just really good copy you can make them feel something with just a great idea and the other thing that's happening here is that synthetic voices are being normalized into the everyday what are you talking about don't get technical with me i've just about had enough of you so up until now Synthetic voices in culture, in TV and in film have often been used to create characters in their own right. But the question is, what happens when text-to-speech becomes indistinguishable from the human voice? It's been fascinating to grow up with the idea of robotic voices, synthetic voices in culture, because you sort of think things like the Daleks when you're a kid or whatever. Stephen Hawking as a person sort of being represented by a synthetic voice and then sticking with it and becoming a character, you know, sort of iconically in The Simpsons and everything. Stephen Hawking, the world's smartest man. Silence. I don't need anyone to talk for me except this voice box. And then there was Spike Jonze's film, Her, um, with Scarlett Johansson as Samantha. And that then took it to another level because then that's where the data behind the voice really came into play. Mr. Theodore Twombly, welcome to the world's first artificially intelligent operating system. We'd like to ask you a few basic questions before the operating system is And that then took it to another level because then that's where the data behind the voice really came into play. You know, the idea that you could fall in love with someone because what they're representing. Hello, I'm here. Oh, hi. Hi. How you doing? I'm well. How's everything with you? Pretty good, actually. That's kind of what we're aiming for, isn't it, right? I mean, you think about the future of advertising, you sort of think, well, it should reflect your your preferences, but that's just a starting point. I just want to be with you right now. I mean, if you if you understood a person, you know, like in terms of getting to know them genuinely, the way that you speak to mates from uni is very different from, from people that you had more romantic relationships with. And that right through to your family and then close friends and then friends that you've made as colleagues all of these people you speak to in a different way and also human beings all get like are influenced by different aspects if you go into the sort of psychology of influence and people like Robert Cialdini you could imagine how ad campaigns eventually could reflect the type of way that you are most likely to be influenced, whether it's social proof. One man dies every 45 minutes of prostate cancer in the UK. Or That's liking, you know, like you're someone who's very influenced by being made to laugh or what have you. Or maybe it's an authoritative positioning. It's max strength formula helps reduce... And that could depend on the brand, it could depend on, on what you last reacted to or the type of cell that this is. And you, you could imagine that complexity coming into it, that sort of sophistication. What the Going on. So how have you been thinking about synthetic voice in terms of personalised ads now and in the future? I feel all Adam Buxton doing this bit of podcast out in the woods on a dog walk. But I haven't got Rosie, I've got a big labradoodle called Frank. Frank! 
yeah, so to the present and the future. Well, I think as a business, we see the idea of cloning and using real voiceovers um, as being the most logical first step. And actually, you can disguise a synthetic voice very easily within characters. With Meerkat Meals, you can get two-for-one at all kinds of restaurants in Coventry. So a client that we've worked a lot with has been Compare the Market. And obviously, they have the char- their characters, Alexei and Sergei. And they had this character that came on their TV ads, Auto Sergei, who was a synthetic recreation of the Sergei character. This is Auto Sergei. Hello. So you can sort of see a logical, creative use, an easy entry point for the first sort of synthetic voice, using a character voice like that um, as a way of doing some really hyper personalization. Or uh, cloning Kevin Bacon for um, EE. Hey, I'm Kevin Bacon. So Kevin might not be able to turn up for very much time to record all the radio assets. Um, but then if, he's, uh, if he gives permission to be cloned, then he could do sort of hyper-personalization. Do you work with synthetic voice companies? Um, so we've been talking to lots of different uh, synthetic voice companies. Um, and one of the ones that we've worked with quite a lot has been Descript and their overdub feature. And that allows you to create a synthetic clone of a voice. As you can tell... There's still some way to go before it's indistinguishable from my actual voice, but it gives you a glimpse into what is coming. So that's Auto Sam, a synthetic clone of Sam's voice. That was created with about an hour's worth of training material that Sam had to record and upload in order to create that model. And we've got a good demonstration of this in action in an ad we made for BMW. It's voiced by Matt Kirby, who's a creative producer over in our New York office. And one of the lines in this ad is delivered by a Descript clone of Matt's voice. See if you can spot it. Getting into the new BMW i3 just feels right. That's because it's already connected to your life. It knows your movements this morning. And that Tuesday is your basketball league. It knows to avoid I-95 before you do. It knows it's raining and how best to keep you connected to the road. It also knows you like listening to the latest hits without judging you. Because it seamlessly connects to your iPhone. The new BMW i3. Feel connected. So the line that was synthetic was the location line mentioning the i95 interstate. It knows to avoid i95 before you do. Which goes back to what Sam was saying earlier in that we see one application for synthetic voices helping us uh, deliver long lists, for example, huge location lists that would otherwise be out of scope for a human to deliver. And I was able to disguise it with some effects processing. The idea here is that it sounds a bit like a sat-nav voice, which helps it sit more legitimately in the ad. But we do need to be really careful about pronunciation. It's hard enough for humans in a recording session sometimes to come up with the right pronunciations for place names that say aren't well known. So that is one of the challenges with synthetic voice, is making sure that, that we get that right. Uh, the BMW script's a really nice one because it's got lots of dynamic elements, lots of data flowing through it. So it's a really nice demonstration of, of how a brand that wants to be seen as a sort of a technology leader um, can do that in the way that they advertise because obviously the advert itself is very technology-driven. For me, more than anything else, the key to synthetic voice becoming viable in advertising and personalised advertising is emotion control. And as you can hear from some of the examples in this podcast, emotion is what's lacking. And that's what needs to improve in order for synthetic voice to become really useful. Um, The other area that's really exciting is 
um, voice-enabled ads. So these are ads that you can um, speak to and you can engage with. Um, and we're doing trials with that at the moment. One of the ones that we're sort of working with was the idea of um, Tony the Tiger for Kellogg's Frosties and Frosted Flakes in the US. They're great! Um, so taking that iconic character and then um, synthetically uh, perhaps cloning them so you can have a, a full conversation. At the moment, we're just doing sort of live recordings with the actual voice actor, Tom Clark Hill. Um, but if he was then cloned, then you could have this full interaction of a, of a family engaging with that character and talking and asking lots of questions. And it doesn't just have to be delivered by um, recorded audio. It could be synthetically recreated audio as well. Hello. So this has been just a little snapshot into the world of synthetic voice, why we find it interesting for dynamic personalization. I hope you uh, have found it interesting. I'm now on my holidays in uh, North Norfolk at the moment, walking around with the dog. Get in touch if you'd like to know anything about dynamic personalization or uh, what we're doing with synthetic voice. Drop us a line, sam at amillionads.com or simon at amillionads.com. Thanks for listening. You're listening to Stay Engaged from IAB UK. Thank you for tuning in to this offstage audio session. And thanks to our partners at Quantcast. If you've enjoyed this session, please share it and tag at IAB UK on Twitter or Instagram. Subscribe wherever you're listening to hear the rest of the Stay Engaged sessions and for the regular IAB UK podcast. In the next Stay Engaged Offstage session, Kantar will be joined by the University of Oxford's Said Business School to share new analysis of thousands of ad campaigns, bringing to life real media planning dilemmas. Is there such a thing as a perfect media plan? And how can advertisers make their campaigns 2.6 times more effective? Up next on Stay Engaged.